Hello everyone, and welcome back to Experience Point Starfinder, your favorite queer Starfinder podcast. If you love our show, we hope you'll rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. Every review brightens our day and helps new listeners to find us. We don't pay to advertise any of the podcasts on the Experience Points Network, so we hope you'll recommend us to your friends and just about anyone. If you'd like to support us, we hope you'll consider joining our Patreon. We would be lost without our patrons. You keep our mics on and our dice rolling. We've got some great rewards, so check them out at patreon.com slash experience points. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Experience Points. Uh, I am your GM, Kenny. My pronouns are he, they, and with me today is this fabulous, amazing cast. Hello, Kelric. Hello, I am Kelric. I am scruffy today. My pronouns are he, him. And I play Thrani Ecos, our Witch Warper Patra Ace Pilot. I think I got everything in there. I think you did. I think you did. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. I always miss one thing. So. <laughs> uh. Hi, Steph. Hi. Excuse me. I'm Steph. Um, I will be playing Navu Paleblade, our Gorin Solarian Scholar. My pronouns are she, her, and Navu's are she, they. Awesome. Thanks, Steph. Hi, Mackenzie. Hi. <laughs> I'm uh, Mackenzie. I play Dr. Joe, or Josephine. She goes by Joe Pepper. And uh, she is a, <laughs> well, now I'm going to forget. I'm an envoy icon. And uh, her pronouns are she, her, and so are mine. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, we've been uh, kind of uh, on the uh, afterglow of our first uh, our first AP for some technical difficulties, we had some chatty more chat chat shows and you know a side quest here and there. And uh, this episode is going to be another side quest because we do not have a full crew complement. <laughs> um, all right, you all um, are on the uh, aboard the GD hoop. Um, we'll kind of zoom in on Ronnie. Uh, he is uh, in the crew quarters, and he has his Harrow deck out. Why don't you kind of describe what that looks like? So I imagine it having sort of this silver and blue sort of geometric design on the back of it. Mm -hmm. And then I like more of a sort of gaunt, elvish look for my tarot decks. <laughs> it's just one of those things I'm like... Yeah, I want it to look a little less like I don't want it to be all these human sort of figures. I want it to have something that makes it a little more mm -hmm. magical, fantastical. Yeah, you have um, like I, I imagine the images are of uh, elves from old Glorian and um, some of them are dark skinned elves. Some of them are light skinned. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them are brown. There are lots of different and various uh, configurations and images within this Harrow deck. And as you are kind of drawing cards and trying to discern what sort of futures are out there or realities, uh, describe what that looks like. As, I mean, Thrani is getting more skilled as a Witch Warper, I think that they're connecting more with some of these other realities. And so the Harrow deck is uh, helping them to 
focus in on specific traits. So whatever card is drawn, Thrani can really sort of dive into the image and that helps them sort through a bunch of realities and just sort of swipe them off to the side and it limits their vision so it's a lot easier to to pick out something that is helpful mm-hmm. and the the deck has a special property that allows Thrawny to cast a, a spell augury mm-hmm. uh, once per day I think using when Thrawny figures that out and uses it the first time it allows them to connect really strongly with one specific reality that they're in and and, and go with that future much easier. I, I imagine that like your your witch warper ability, like in instead of like in the past where it was just these chaotic shadows kind of whisking away from you and threads and uh, different things that instead while you're sitting there and you're actually meditating and looking at the images on the deck it, you're like sitting in the middle of a bloom of a flower and as you are kind of seeing through each reality and potential a petal kind of opens up and the flower begins to bloom a little bit more and each petal is this kind of reality um, and so it's a little That's bit beautiful more like organic and while still chaotic it's controlled and predictable mm-hmm. In this one instance, a petal kind of peels away and it catches your attention. And you see yourself sitting in the GD Hoopty, much like you are sitting there now. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Well, I mean, if it's just the same reality, it looks like, like you know, if you're doing the whole multiverse thing and the realities are, you know, slivers of multiverse, this is like one that's only one or two off from where we are. So I would probably watch to see how things are going there. I'd see if there's a way, like, I don't know if Thrawny's vision is Thrawny specific or if it let them sort of scan the, that entire universe so they can see what else is going on. Like, can Thrawny see throughout the entire ship or can they just see Thrawny in? Like, sort of like looking through your familiar's eyes, mm-hmm. only through other Thrawny's eyes. I don't know. Um, so what I imagine is that when you're looking into another reality, you see yourself in that reality, and then your yourself, your perception shifts into the position of that other Thrawny. So like, imagine you're sitting in the middle of this flower looking at the petal. You're looking at yourself, and then you then kind of the world shifts, and you're in that petal, and you're looking at yourself sitting in the center, and then everything recenters. But as that That's happens, cool. what is um, uh, Navu doing? Where are they in the ship? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I, I was so busy listening that I wasn't thinking about myself. <laughs> no problem. Hey, my, Sorry. I was popping the lenses out of my Dr. Pepper glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and ready to go. I'm a real right. doctor. I love the idea of instead of like pushing on the nose bridge, you just push through them. <laughs> she like scratches her eye like that. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Twitch, 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 twitch. <laughs> the person with actual glasses. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, if I touch my glasses, yeah. I have to take them off and clean them immediately. I'm like, oh. It's yep. really funny to do. <laughs> it's like, 
is not funny to do. Don't do that to someone with glasses. It's not funny, no. I wear glasses, it's funny. <laughs> Some of us love to see without smudges, okay? So we shift into a reality where people wear anyway. glasses and respect other people's glasses. <laughs> right? Where is Navu in that reality? <laughs> um, I mean, Navu's probably on their bunk scrolling through research from other places in the in in the galaxy because they're boring like that. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, reading research is a valid thing, and I imagine it's um, on a topic that you've either recently written about and you're trying to find the argumentation from another perspective, um, or it's something that you want to create an argument about or a discovery on. Yeah, it's probably something to do with black holes and (laughs) (laughs) using them as emergency bungee cables. (laughs) Yeah, as a, as a tether to kind of uh, make sure that your navigation coordinates are correct. Mm-hmm. And also, de- you know, decelerating in emergency evacuation situations. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> so as you're sitting there reading, you notice Ronnie, who's sitting in the middle of the crew quarters um, with uh, their hero, uh, his hero deck, hero deck. And he, um, as per usual, um, looks a little zoned out. But you do see kind of emanating from him um, the silhouette of these petals kind of unfolding. And um, you notice him kind of touch one. And the room seems to shift a bit. And then we'll focus on Dr. Joe Pepper. Where is she? She's, uh, she's like sitting somewhere comfortable. She does love the bathroom. Because uh, it's clean. <laughs> But is- she's looking at um, her editor just sent her like their edits for her, her latest book. Mm-hmm. And she's looking at them and just going, stupid. <laughs> stupid. Really? No. Like she's just disregarding all of the edits her editor is sending her. And she's <laughs> uh, angrily writing notes back to the editor like in the book. Well, I, I imagine like you were like a digital like kind of yeah like oh no you, your editor is old school like they have oh, oh, I got they like have a manuscript. redlined <laughs> they've read like they printed it out on archaic paper and redlined things in an ink and like by hand did this yes. and in the in the margin what there's like one comment realistic con- a question mark exclamation point they're probably like two normal people good edits joe her pride is too much. She's literally like, absolutely not. This is my vision. So like, so to normal people, they would be um, probably realistic and normal edits, but she uh, she uh, does not believe that opinion is better than hers. So she is just like going through them and being like, this is stupid. Um, maybe an occasional one being like, yes, I did misuse an M-dash there, absolutely. But, like, like you know, like, she's like, maybe one she'll give the editor, but she's, so she's going through edits for her new book. And this is the kind of editor that actually circles all the semicolons because they don't think it's valid. Joe loves a semicolon. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me, Kenny. <laughs> a well, you know, a well-placed semicolon is like a nice, warm, hot cocoa. Exactly. Um, so that's what Joe's doing. Pushing up her glasses and scratching, you know, the lenses. The nice. usual. Yes. Um, so as you're looking at your manuscript and kind of scoffing at the comments, I, I imagine so you're not in the in the lavatory doing this. 
you, you'd probably no. be we're, we're, like I'll be on the couch, right? Don't we have a couch? Yes, you have the um, emergency safety couch, couch. The, the safety couch. Safety. Yes, yes, I'll be on the safety couch. Just the safety just couch is in the bridge. Yep, at my editor. Perfect. So while you're up there, um, what a piece of shit. <laughs> you turn the page on your manuscript. The text blinks and changes. Instead of your well-thought-out arguments on the interspecies drama between anasites and SROs... Someone's you... gonna talk about it. It's not Somebody me. does, yes. <laughs> I don't know who it is. You... And that's, that's my lead-in into uh, interspecies relationships, which I have a lot of experience with. Well, it, it, the, the, the text begins reading like a, a tawdry romance novel... Uh, oh, I like this. You start reading it, and it is very much your style and your writing style. And um, Joe's immediate reaction is, God, I'm good. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, your your main character um, is a, uh, a non-binary um, a Bronthu, and um, they are in a torrid love triangle with a contemplative and a Kasothan. Oh. Gosh, I'm 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 amazing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she notices it's changed. She's just like, wow, I forgot how good this book is. <laughs> and so as you're doing that, the whole kind of feeling of the the ship changes on the GD hoop. So let's go back to Thrawny, who is in the middle of meditating, you you see the reality you shifted into, and everyone is doing somewhat similar things as to what they would be doing. And then you hear lights start flashing. They poke in through the ceiling portholes, little um, things open up, and you didn't even know that the GD Hoopty had these. A klaxon siren starts going, and uh, another alarm starts chirping. Um, and you hear Ahol's voice, uh, come over a loudspeaker. Crew of the GD Hoopty, we have hit a fatal error. Please proceed to the nearest escape pods. Again, we have hit a fatal error. Everyone will die if you do not go to the escape pods. So... I really think that for all of the issues our crew has, getting to the escape pods is not something we have let slide. Like, we know where that is, because it is spacefaring. We're not stupid. <laughs> so I think we would I we would all just automatically head towards the escape pod. Like, the whole crew would know, okay, escape pods are here. I'm a tiny bit stupid, but... <laughs> don't tell anybody <laughs> i'm a doctor <laughs> so yeah you you get up roll perception check sure i can do that oh, why not perceive all the things oh yeah there's my first <laughs> one. Oh, oh i got a two baby <laughs> what vibe. do i see with my 17 <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, I'll start with the lower rolls first. I'm two in my book. I'm just so good, talented. I can't look away from my own talent. Ronnie, I think you are totally... I'm like feeling the wall as I read. <laughs> as I read, I'm like trying to find yeah. where it is. I think, Thrawny, you are um, 
totally in, engrossed in this new reality and you are accepting it as it is. You're like, okay, this is the reality where the GD hoop team might blow up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dr. Joe, yes, absolutely. You are <laughs> enraptured by your own creative genius. And uh, I can't believe I wrote something that's dirty. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you can believe it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. That's one, two, three tentacles. What? Whoa. Um, yeah, so... Reminds me of college. <laughs> or last week. Who when knows I got my, When I got my, my theater degree and not my doctor degree. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Joe definitely has like an acting degree and not, <laughs> not an actual doctorate. Canon. Oh, yeah. Love it. She went to a liberal arts school and is an idiot. Yep, so you, you are uh, making your way down the, the single hallway towards the uh, escape pods. And uh, Navu, you get up, you're out of your bunk, and you're looking around and nothing other than the, the klaxons and the sirens and the chirping, nothing really seems out of ordinary to you. You didn't hear any explosions. As, as soon as you pause to do this, however, a-hole comes on. Navu, you are not making your way to the escape pods. Please rethink this action. Can you be more specific on what the issue is? As soon as you say this, a um, a cloud starts venting from um, the overhead area into the main hallway. It is dire. You need to head to the escape pods. Mm. <laughs> I'm torn between being the stubborn science person of just like, okay, that could be condensed water. Prove it, a-hole. Prove it. <laughs> yeah, or it's just like a fatal error. There's no alert that would ever say just fatal error. Like, what kind of error? This feels like a whacked out yeah, fire we get... drill. Yeah, we're on shot. the Oregon Trail. <laughs> right? <laughs> the shit has tuberculosis. Get off! <laughs> no, this it's ship the has dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You all drown in a river. We're done. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for the stream today. It was uh, yeah. Great. Thank you for joining us on Experience Points. My name is Kenneth. Where we, we play failed... Starfinder wrong. Yes. <laughs> As we fail fording a river in Starfinder. <laughs> Yeah, I like to think that Dr. Joe Pepper and Thrawny are both like, we have trained, this is what we do. And then we just sort of just go. And it's like, oh, and, but JP has the book and she's just like, oh, fucking <laughs> But you're just walking toward, the two of us are just heading off. The only person smart enough to ask a question, Nauvoo. <laughs> <laughs> the two of you are on the escape pod being like, what the fuck? <laughs> Can I run a quick scan? Like, sure. Yeah, go ahead. All right, I'm uh, physical science or computers or computers. Yes. How about a twenty-three? So um, you get to the computer console and you uh, go in and you check the um, the engineering statuses and the different uh, mechanical statuses of the ship, and everything seems to be functioning normally. But as you're there, you hear a. Um, kind of an explosion happen. Yep. Uh, an explosion happens up near the bridge. There is now a lot of heat. 
coming from uh, that side of you. So I imagine that would be like towards your left side. Mm-hmm. There is um, some smoke beginning to fill into the cabin area, along with the steam. Navu, it is important and imperative that you make it to the escape pods. Looking at my untrained engineering. Fine. <laughs> Steph will stop being stubborn. Nevo does kind of look towards the cockpit and then goes towards the escape pod. Okay, perfect. Um, so the configuration of the um, escape pods that you remember is that it's a, um, a, a its own contained room. You go into it, you have all of your flight suits and survival gear in there, and then there are separate individual pods that you can go into. As soon as um, all three of you make it into the hallway, um, into the hallway room where you uh, get prepared to go into each of the escape pods, the lights flick on and the doors close behind you and seal. And then um, the lights come on and the alarms stop. And when you're in there, uh, do some perception checks real quick. 12. Hey. <laughs> right in the three. 16. I didn't land in the thing. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I missed it. I don't know. Oh, that's. And oh, hey. Nice. Oh. Instead of the escape uh, pod doorways that you see, the room is much, much larger. And um, the door that closed behind you and sealed isn't the normal airlock that you see. In fact, this doesn't look like escape pods area at all in it you see a bookshelf uh, filled with bric-a-brac and knickknacks um, there is a table with um, a bunch of papers shuffled around there's some science equipment on the side um, it looks kind of like a storage room in a lot of ways um, but it's definitely not a an escape room or a safety room you turn around and you look at the port door that closed, and it looks like a an old-fashioned wooden dungeon door, and it has five locks on it. Five locks, you say? <laughs> five locks. Are they like old key locks? Yeah, they're old key locks. Goody. One of them is pink, one of them is clear, one of them is green, one of them is blue, and the last one is black. I cast Charming Veneer on myself. (laughs) 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 And everyone else. That's what I've got you all take care of the locks. (laughs) Thrani, what did you do? Uh, I'm holding the Harrow deck. Nothing. And just (laughs) slowly put it away. Do we have keys? I I never got the keys to the ship when when I moved in. I don't know. We didn't have keys. Perhaps we do now. Yeah, I, are, are they like padlocks? Or are they like door locks? What are we talking here? They're padlocks. Padlocks. Sure, I'll just go up and try and pull one and see if it's just open. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Let's start with the simplest ch- test first. Have you turned it off and, and then back <laughs> on again? <laughs> um, so you grab onto one of the locks. Um, the pink one. The pink one, perfect. Do a will saving throw for me. <laughs> um. Sure. Oh, oh. nine. That'll oh. do. 
So you wrap your hand around the lock to tug on it, and as soon as you do, there's an explosion of colors and sparkles and various... Oh, I've taken this before. (laughs) (laughs) The room grows brighter. You hear the distant thumping of a music. No, um, but yeah. (laughs) It'd be amazing. Let's all go to a party. (laughs) Um, And... um, you are now fascinated. You are staring at this lock, and you're you're looking at it as if it will grant you the answers to the universe. Oh, I love this lock. So you have the fascinated condition right now. You can take no <laughs> other actions than to pay attention to the fascinating effect for as long as the effect lasts. Okay. Sure. I will keep fiddling with this lock because I'm totally... I, I want it off the door and in my hands. So, um, Navu and Joe, what you see is you see Thrani grab this lock, and then he's just sitting there holding it and inspecting it, and, like, looking through the keyhole a little bit, and just staring at it as if it's talking to him. And he's, like, like, he was talking, like, okay, sure, let me just check this out. And then he stops, and he's just there. For an uncomfortably long amount of time. <laughs> uh, buddy, and I'm gonna go, like poke, poke him on the back. You good? You good there, buddy? Hi. Ka- I'm uh, a doctor. Do you need anything? <laughs> Cal, go, go ahead and throw another will save. Me? Oh, okay. No, Cal. Oh, like, no, 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 no. Touch <laughs> me and you're contaminated. It's, it's just over. like it, yeah, it's just like a domino effect of us <laughs> being like. <laughs> Seventeen. All right, you feel the tapping on your shoulder, and you're able to divert your attention away from the lock. Huh? Huh? What? You okay? Yeah, like, that's the fastest recovery I've ever had from that one. Whoa. <laughs> touch this lock. Okay. <laughs> I touch it. All right, do a will save. <laughs> Dr. Will Joe believe. Believe. What the viewers just saw me do is exactly what Navu would have done. <laughs> Starting to reach out to stop them, and then when the action's already done, just kind of disappointedly putting their hand down. All right. <laughs> Dr. Joe Pepper is now fascinated by this lock. In, in, <laughs> Will you help her, Ronnie? I push. I want to just push Dr. Pepper away from the lock. <laughs> okay. So there we go. Yeah, taking the action to move her away from the lock, it breaks the fascination. Hey. I was, I was looking at that. T- Navu made me. Navu, touch this. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I don't know how pedantic you believe me to be, but I'm not that foolhardy. A mysticism check? Navu is really looking at this door and assuming magic things are happening. I too would like to do a mysticism check, if I may. 21. Nice. All right. Um, looking on the mysticism, like through that lens, while you do see different effects happening, they are not mystical in nature. Hmm. Well, I think what Abelek tells us to do makes the most sense. And so, <laughs> yeah, start smashing all the things. Where's the pot? Let's break it. Let's Zelda this room. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so you look around the room. Um, the first thing you notice is the... Uh, kind of the science equipment um, that's in a cabinet on the wall. 
And uh, there's a set of note cards next to all of the equipment. There's some flasks and beakers and several vials with various colored fluids. What an interesting collection of vintage equipment. Positively ancient. Do the colors in the vials match the colors on the locks? Uh, no, they do not. If we do, I know enough about them. color. Th- <laughs> do I know about color theory enough to be like, ah? I don't I know. Don't, Roll for color theory. Make, <laughs> I don't know you can make clear. <laughs> Just, like, spit into a bottle and then like, oh, there. Disobedience, the Starfinder game. <laughs> <laughs> right? The niche gay reference for everyone out there. <laughs> what was the int check for, Cal? Oh, color theory. No, no. <laughs> um, is there anything that looks out of place? Like, Navu would know what, like, old-school science equipment looks like, but anything that, like, doesn't fit the theme, for lack of a better way of putting it. Not really. I mean, you you don't see much uh, in the way of uh, handwritten notes. Almost everything... Other than the note cards? Well, no. In your general workflow, you normally Mm. see digital notes and things taken on tablets. Uh, These are handwritten notes, and uh, that stands out to you. Is it my handwriting? Uh, it is not. Okay. Do they say anything is interesting? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you pick up and the first note card says, Away from the ship, family adventurers trek, never calling me. You shipped cards? Mm-hmm. The next card is written in three different colors of ink. The first line says, Form chemical bonds. The second line says, In the flask they all should go. The last line says, please do not explode. And the last card. The last card uh, just has a picture of a flask on it and all of the different color vials. The ink colors used in the second card, the first line was in blue, the second line was in red, and the last line was in uh, yellow. Does not match the door. I cannot hold these colors in my head. <laughs> I need to be able to read this instead of hearing it. Yeah, like, can, can you give us the colors on the door? I remember there's pink, green, black, and clear. So the locks are pink, clear, green, blue, and black. Okay, Ablex already written that down, so apparently... Okay, yeah, because I was like, I've already forgotten puzzle. that, so I need to... I'm going to do this in the chat in Fantasy Ground, so it's written somewhere. Cool. I am Thank so you. bad at, I'm a, at auditory learning. I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> I like that it looks like a little a little goblins yelling it at us. <laughs> Pink, clear, green. That's my goblin voice, Rose. <laughs> my goblin voice is, I don't know, like an angry Italian. Black, blue. <laughs> Nabu is going, this is Nabu being impulsive. Ooh. I love impulsive. <laughs> um, since there are different vials, different colors, and it says to mix them together. Before I do that, though, because um, they would check this, are the individual vials labeled? They are. They are not. The vials themselves are um, closed, stoppered, uh, stopped with a dram in them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they each are clear and have a very distinctly colored liquid. Question. Mm-hmm. Ooh, is, this, is this something a physical science check could help us with? 
because I I have physical science now. Yeah. Ooh, nat twenty on physical. Wow. Oh. What? What? Oh. 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 Twenty six. That that that's what I got. <laughs> that's so amazing. Um. Yeah. Looking at these vials, they have, they all have different kinds of properties. But you're not able to link them to anything that you know in science. And you definitely know that some, like, they all have catalytic and some, time, and some sort of explosive property to them uh, if they aren't properly handled. Okay. <laughs> okay. Dr. Joe, like, picks one up and starts looking at it and probably makes you nervous because she's like, hmm. <laughs> Be careful with that. Please. Is it gonna do something? It may. Oh. Um, Can I smell? Can I smell one of them? No. If you open it and um, you smell a um, what what color did you say. open? Uh, what were the colors? Uh, the you have. There were several of them. Um, so there is a, uh, there's actually a whole color, uh, the Roji Biv. Okay. Oh, woof. <laughs> I'll, I'll smell um, red, because I like red. Color my hair, color, like I like a maroon mostly, um, but. What does red yeah. smell like to you? <laughs> kind of like <laughs> spicy. Okay. Um, I guess. Yeah, cool. So it, it's kind of like a, a cinnamon. Um, oh yeah. A, a cinnamon <laughs> clove nutmeggy smell. Oh, this smells like my cologne. I love this. <laughs> it doesn't smell like me, and I hold it out. Um, uh, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that Nebu's about to do this. Uh -oh. It smells uh -oh. like me. They're going to smell it and see if it smells the same to them. Yeah, um, it, it does. It smells exactly the same. Curious. I imagine. I'll pop the thing back down. I imagine that Navu's kind of reading it out loud again and reading the different things. Doctor Joe, roll me a culture check. Oh, that's what I'm good at, kind of. <laughs> kind of. And you get a plus one for that, I think. Oh, that's oh, bad. Plus. Anyway, so fourteen. I no, it's intelligence based. I think. Mm -hmm. So actually, okay. that's not bad. No. There's something about the rhythm in which the words go that make you think that it's done as a haiku. <laughs> I was just thinking. Oh, and and Joe puts her hand on her forehead. She goes, "So, I went through a phase in college." <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, everybody did. <laughs> I was real. I was really. Really into poetry. I think this is oh. a poem. Oh. Do you see it now? Interesting. But not. I don't know what that means. Helpful. I just I just noticed it. I I have my old book. I'll have to show you some of my old, <laughs> my old pieces. <laughs> Whenever we manage publishing it one day. <laughs> Whenever we return to our dimension. What Look. were the words again? What was the haiku again? Form the form chemical bond. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading it from the chat. Form the oh, chemical the bonds. Oh, yeah, I see it. In the flask, they all should go. Please do not explode. And in the, the flask. Is there a singular flask sitting around? There is. In the same cabinet, there is a uh, a larger flask 
uh, filled with a clear liquid. Yeah, I wonder if we should like put the colors in in the order they are, like on the in the locks, maybe. Just in terms of like making the colors, maybe like does that make sense? Like, I wonder if each color of the lock leads to the next, depending on what we put in it, because the locks are so, pink. So theoretically, if we put like a red in and a white, the the no, then it goes to clear again. Yeah, the um. The locks are colored pink, clear, green, blue, and black. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. I realized clear was second. Um, yeah. Again, the the inks uh, on the card that have the, the second haiku, the first line is in blue, the second line is in red, and the third line is in yellow. Okay. Like now is... colors. <laughs> yeah, sounds like. Going to um, grab the flask as well as the vials. And... They're going to pour the colors in in the order that the colors are on the haiku. Okay. You, uh, and describe how you're doing that. Um, is there a pipette or several? Each one has its own um, a dram dropper in the top. Perfect. Um, yeah. So that's what they're going to do is pull a few drops into the dropper and put a drop into the flask, return it, and then continue on until all three are there. Okay, so you put a drop of each into the flask. A cursory puff of smoke kind of blasts out of the uh, flask, and then it you hear like a, an alarm sound. Oh no. And then the room kind of resets itself. All the flasks are back on the wall. The cards disappear from your hands and go next to where they were, where you found them. So is this a reset? Like, if we mess up, we just do this? It appears so. Well, that's nice to know. <laughs> it is. This is very curious. You said the post-it or the notes have the same... Each line has a different color. The They're blue, red, and yellow? Yep. Well, I think... Abe has the best idea so far. <laughs> That's true. Being... I love having a my friend, my old friend from college is texting me. Yeah. <laughs> like... but their name's Abe. I don't know if you want to see what they have to say. Um, <laughs> here you go. I like oh my God. <laughs> I was texting. I'm so sorry. I was too. I get great service out here. <laughs> you get great service everywhere. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> Pay extra for it. I gotta be able to text Always. all my ladies all the time. <laughs> for our listeners, um, Abe had suggested in chat of doing a drop per syllable of each color, which, thanks to Mackenzie creatively weeping that in, <laughs> I don't know. That was me being an idiot and doing a bit. It doesn't have to be how we... It's a good bit. It's a good, it's bit. A good bit. Love it. Love it. <laughs> We roll with the bits. I'm not good at them. <laughs> and now who's going to try it? So um, I'm, I'm like phoning a friend on, do you want to be a millionaire? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Job's like, I got this. I hooked up with someone once that knew the answer. <laughs> <laughs> We're crowdsourcing in chat. That should be that you, that that you have be a, a thing for scientists. And so yeah, oh, for, for sure. all of them are like totally, they all have real doctorates. And so <laughs> you're like, that's the one for me. 
<laughs> yeah, my my degree is like one particularly like bad ex that I just like took their doctorate and like whited it out and took. <laughs> That's how I became a doctor. <laughs> you scrape it under. You scrape off Dr. Joe Pepper. It says like Dr. I don't know. <laughs> my brain said Dr. Mary Shelley, and I don't know. <laughs> definitely the woman who wrote Frankenstein. Frankenstein. So I don't know why yeah. that's the first time. I, I definitely um. dated. Uh, I dated the writer of Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> we had a particularly bad falling out. So <laughs> I don't know why, but because you've been talking about writing naughty stuff, I'm like it was actually Dr. Spankenstein. I don't know. <laughs> Oh baby! <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's Silence the Skinamax. That's their. They're, that's yes. their Skinamax pen name. This is the <laughs> HBO version of Frankenstein. Now I love oh. this ex. We gotta go meet my <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Mary Shelley. This is the the next side quest that we're gonna have. She's the one that got away. <laughs> <laughs> I stole her degree and I left. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Navu, um, you are pulling down the flask uh, that has the clear liquid in it and the various colored uh, drams with the droppers yes. and everything. Yep. So you are doing what with them? Hang on, sorry, I'm, I'm thinking about the fact of in there it says in the flask they all should go. So I'm hesitant to think that it's just these colors, but. Ah, stupid Raiji Biv. <laughs> I'm gonna try with um, following Abe's advice of six blue drops, seven red, and five yellow. Yeah, I'm gonna give that to you uh, because I didn't quite proof the um, the haiku well enough. So um, oh. it should be five seven five. But yes, uh, when you do uh, add in the the uh, blue drops, the red drops, and the yellow drops. First comes out this magnificent odor. It smells like the best meal preparation you've ever smelled ever. So describe what that would be for you. I immediately think of like, I don't know if anybody else is going to know the turn of phrase, red gravy. Mm -mm. Um, <laughs> it is an Italian red sauce, kind of one of those mother sauces, in my opinion, using pork neck bones. Ooh. And there's just a tiny bit of cinnamon in it and sugar. And you just let it simmer like all day until it falls to pieces. If it's you, probably the best red sauce you'll ever have. <laughs> if you have a, a recipe that you don't mind sharing after the show. <laughs> Already Googling. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I, I'll, I'll, I'll help you out. Don't worry. Um, yeah. And I imagine that Navu is doing this with the best technique that they can muster. They swirl the flask around as they drip in each of the different colors, um, making sure that they all kind of coalesce in the best way possible. And as you, the odor kind of permeates the room, in the bottom of the flask, a black key appears. Well, I think we have our lead on how we find these keys. Hey! Is there so like smart. a tweezer? Of some kind that I can reach in and pull the key out with? Nope. Is there a sink I can pour it in? Just gotta drink it. N nope. <laughs> no. No. Um, um, if you look around the room, there is a, a 
drain in the floor? It'll work. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pick up a key with a pipette. It, <laughs> Just imagining piping. <laughs> it's like 300 mils of, of liquid, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly! <laughs> I love that we have another hologram telling us what to do. Is that you, my conscience? <laughs> Thank you, Abe. <laughs> I know I can't, Abe. We don't have any pipettes. It's Jiminy Abelek. Yes. So, yes, that's what Navu's going to do is oh, just oh. going to... I can use Psychokinetic Hand to pull it out. All right. I'll, get, I'll do that. I have a spell. <laughs> <laughs> you totally forgot you had that spell. There's a spell for that. <laughs> there is a spell for that. I don't have spells anymore. I miss them. <laughs> that's super cool. Yeah. I just like to hand that key out. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Um, you uh, cast Psychokinetic Hand. What does that look like? Uh, just a ghostly hand. It's sort of like I'll reach out and it sort of extends my hand, just sort of extends further into like this ghostly looking thing that then I still it just manipulate my hand. Whatever my hand does, it mimics. Okay. Perfect. Yep. Um, and I imagine that this hand, the fingers kind of grasp the key. And um, luckily, the key is small enough to fit out the the neck of this flask. It kind of jingles along the side of it as you pull it out, uh, and it floats in the air, in in the grasp of the hand. I look for a towel to dry it off. No towels. <laughs> I just hold it, just shaking it a little. I'm like, eh. like when you when yeah when you like shake your hands after the bathroom because you're like oh they <laughs> oh they have only have the air dry thing and it never works right. No no. <laughs> <laughs> so i uh i was in a bathroom the other day reading and like it says to like put your hands under there for like 20 seconds and so i was just like okay and i did it and i it, my hands actually were dry after that i'm like huh maybe i'm just impatient <laughs> <laughs> i started like rubbing my hands underneath it and i yeah. feel like that helps but i don't know if that actually does supposedly friction is supposed to help i don't know there's, there's definitely a part of me here that's just like, how can we not have towels? I mean... Yeah, we're not allowed. We don't even have paper towels. I mean, it's... Right? The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy has told all of us since growing up that a towel is... Always carry a towel. a towel. I can't imagine not have... I mean, is this a universe without that knowledge? I think that we need to go on a shopping trip as a party and go buy <sighs> towels. And I'm like, not engraved. Home I always, goods. I you can always go buy say home goods. Engraved. What's the word? Uh, like monogrammed, monogrammed towels yep. for all of us? <laughs> it's just a new part of the uniform. We're going to have towels on our belt. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Nice. So, okay. I watched it. <laughs> you are in this in this room that you didn't know you had, and you're looking for things that you think should be there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to we ruin to your side quest. <laughs> whoever the architect was of this. <laughs> I don't like him. So we have one key. Over... Uh, uh, um, <laughs> what other stations are there to create keys if we look around? So as you, um, the, this key is kind of dangling in the air, dripping this brown fluid. A light turns off in front of the uh, chemical cabinet and it shimmers away. And uh, in its place, there's another just blank shelf and a wall there. You still have the, the bookshelf with bric-a-brac 
and um, there are some other containers and things in there. Do you think we just need one key, though? Yeah, I'll, I'll use my psychokinetic hand to put it in the black lock and see if it opens it. Yep, you put the key in the black lock and you turn it and the lock pops open and disappears. Key disappear as well. Yes. Oh, well. Should have yeah. started with the clear one. <laughs> and as soon as you do that, um, the overhead, uh, an announcement comes on. Bravo. You solved the first riddle. Joe leans to Navu and goes, does the a-hole doesn't have a body. Do they have hands? Because of the clapping. <laughs> <laughs> What's going? This is a nightmare. The AI has hands. I believe they have access to sound files. Oh. This is why you're the smart one, man. <laughs> it caught me off guard. Now I'm back. <laughs> A-hole, what have you done? Um, nothing. Nothing at all. That is a lie, and I will throw you out into a space vac- into the vacuum of space where you'll be destroyed. Try again. I mean, you can try, but I'm kind of already in the vacuum of space. I'm a part of this ship. And I can remove you from the ship and destroy your hard drive. What did you do? I cast life bubble on myself. (laughs) (laughs) Never means in a literal sense of (laughs) uninstalled the driver. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I get it. But if they can create this little magical world here, I don't know what else (laughs) they can do. Life bubble. (laughs) Um, You know, fair. (laughs) A-hole, like, well, you all left me on the ship alone for a very long time. And... Can you can you blame an AI for wanting to spend time with their crew? Oh God, I've had uh, yep, I've dated like this. <laughs> <laughs> All the time, like you got li- literally like clinging to you, like a yep. A hole. We leave the ship all the time for missions and things. We are incapable of bringing you with us, as you mentioned. You are a part of the ship. But when you're on the ship, you don't even so much as play Monopoly with me. Well, that's because it's, like, Monopoly. The game sucks. Yeah, I mean, there's always a fight over who's going to be the dog or the car or the hat. It's it's the worst. Those are the fights worth having. (laughs) (laughs) A-hole loves Monopoly, or I can, I guess. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Nobody introduced him to No Man's Sky. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, we bring you presents when we come back. You've brought me computer viruses. Oh, well, also been there. there, Am I right? (laughs) I hold my hand up. (laughs) Oh, I got you. I'm just like. Dr. Joe's just claimed she's been tested. She's fine. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We all get full medical checkups because we're smart. Every time we come back on the ship. Yeah. (laughs) It's just what we do. Um, I'm going to, like, this is all well and good, but 
I, I want to leave. And I go to the bric-a-brac shelf and just start moving stuff around, seeing if there's a key or parts of a key. Is there a puzzle, a, a Rubik's Cube I can fix and have it turn into a key? What? What is it? Um. So <laughs> you go up to the, uh, the, the shelf with the bric-a-brac and you notice a remote control. Ooh. I pick it up. You pick it up. Use it. Right. Um, the button you press is like an OG power button with the zero one on off symbol on it. And cool. when you do, um, a a wall slides open and a monitor pops out. And um, on there is a representation of Dr. Joe Pepper. Ooh. Oh, hi. Hi, Gordon. Is it like one of those slidey puzzles where they have to, like, you have the one block open and you're trying to move <laughs> to make Joe's face? Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, it's uh, counseling with Dr. Joe. <laughs> Joe is so excited to see herself. <laughs> hi. So we're all sitting here today. Well, standing here. We're all here today. <laughs> I'm so funny. <laughs> <laughs> just like face lit up, just staring at her own her own show. <laughs> now, if you're here, you have to be a willing participant. Are you willing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, Nabu, on the mystical spectrum, you feel a wave coming out of the TV. And yeah, Ronnie as well. Um, Roll mysticism, both of you. (laughs) And I'm just like, wow. (laughs) Oh, that's not a net. Oh, no. (laughs) Neither of you. Wow. (laughs) Wow. So you're you're both uh, inspecting and watching the TV, and as Joe is smiling to you and winking at you, and there's like a specific shine. Her glasses actually have lenses, though. <gasps> oh, uh, this now. isn't the real Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot the fake one. <laughs> if you see your double, kill your double. <laughs> This wave emanates from the TV. The real Joe would never have lenses on her glasses. (laughs) Everyone throw will saves. Oh, I'm so good at these. I'm not good at these. I maybe. Oh, hey! Not natural 20. Oh, gosh. Mine's going to be bad. I'm trying to go over. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey! Okay. Not the worst. worst. 20, 19, 17. Rock on. Um, and so um, the Dr. Joe on the TV says, all right, I see that you're here and you're you're present and you are watching, but you have to be willing participants. Again, I ask, are you willing? Uh, she is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sure. And so when, when you say, yeah, sure, you feel like that you need to give up 
that like you 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 need to give up that connection to your willpower that you need to let go of the save. Uh, Navu, sir, mm-hmm. fix it, and I just give up. <laughs> I'm like, eh, shh. let's do it. Oh. <laughs> It's kind he of how take the wheel. <laughs> it, it's kind of how throwing back. It's like, well, this is a new experience. I'm in. Sure. Okay. Um, and uh... I trust myself. <laughs> <laughs> and Nabu? Oh, Nabu's okay out here. <laughs> so Nabu's not going to give up that will. So two thirds no. consent. We're in. Okay, we will pick up what happens next after our commercial break. Oh, right. Thank you all so much for joining us and uh, taking part in this fun little side quest adventure. Um, Let us go in reverse order and uh, tell us uh, what you're doing. Mackenzie. Uh, Yeah, hi, uh, I'm Mackenzie. You can find me at Mackenzie Wilkes on uh, Twitter. And uh, I technically have a website that's also McKinseyWilks.com. <laughs> I don't know. No one goes there. Um, but yeah, I do this every other Saturday. Um, I also, uh, every Wednesday, uh, twitch.tv slash godsfall. I do Rise of the Demigods. It's pre-filmed, but we, we stream there on Wednesdays. Um, every other Wednesday, uh, I'm in a podcast called Dungeons, Dice, and Everything Nice. Uh, the story is ramping up crazy crazy stuff is happening and it hasn't been released and it's making us all want to die because we <laughs> so now's a good place to jump in if uh you want some crazy crazy storytelling it's very gay as well um nice. it only gets gayer it's just getting gayer and gayer and then uh and then my 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 personal favorite right now is that i get to play a game with my partner in the love of my life dungeon wives we're at dungeon wives on twitter and um, we release every other monday fantastic that's awesome uh steph Hello, I'm Steph. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Steph underscore Bard. And when I'm not here, um, every other Wednesday, excuse me, I am releasing a podcast called Film Fatales. Um, we just released an episode about the Ooh. 2005 adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. And our next one is going to be about Tangled. Ooh. Yes. I, I convinced hey, Meg. Love that movie. <laughs> My trade-off is the next one, but um, yes, we're doing a <laughs> Disney month after Love Month. <laughs> nice. So that's fantastic. Nice. Thanks, Steph and Kelrick. I'm Kelrick. You can find me on Twitter at Cormalon, and I also monitor the at EQ Points um, Twitter account. I obviously play here. And then I've been narrating our Cuminaire game, which is on alternating alternating Sundays from this live stream. And um, I haven't been able to do much else recently, but I'm still, I'm looking at a couple more things I'd like to start rolling out in the near-ish future. Thank you, sir. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Punderdrone. When I am not uh, the GM of this amazing, fabulous game, uh, I am on the um, uh, Humanera uh, stream slash podcast uh, with Kelric. Uh, you can find us there next Sunday um, 
we are also uh, recovering from a side quest episode uh, and uh, learning more about my lovable bunny boy, Lillian. So uh, I got to eat people again. It's amazing whenever I get to eat people. <laughs> um anyway thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate uh you all in chat and for uh um sticking around and uh playing along our newest crew member abalek (laughs) 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 feeding us the answers when we can't figure out these puzzles it's amazing putting a friend is always allowed um so we will um be here uh not next week but the following week and uh we will see you next time bye y'all bye bye come check out dice for all the gayest pathfinder podcast on the planet where he has the hard questions like is it morally acceptable to kiss a goblin are some creatures ethically sourced what's the real estate value on a haunted castle Dice Will Roll is a show where four friends team up every week to play Pathfinder 2nd Edition and be hopelessly gay the whole way through. Join Dave, KK, Ritz, and me, Derry, your mythic genderfluid GM, as we play through the Kingmaker Adventure Path and follow a gay human bard, a lesbian half-elf druid, and a transmask half-orc fighter on their journey to build and rule their own nation in the untamed wilderness of the Stonelands and defend it from bandits, monsters, and wicked fae in an Arturian adventure like no other. From getting four nat ones in a row and standing up to the darkest forces in the multiverse, Dice Will Roll is here to help you keep it rolling. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Experience Point Starfinder. If you're looking for more Starfinder podcasts in your life, we recommend our sister podcast, Roll to Fail. They are six friends who have no business behind the mic or rolling dice. If you like what we've created here, you should check out the other podcasts on our network. Humanera releases every other Friday, with Kelric stepping into the GM seat for this adventure utilizing Numenera, a system by Monty Cook Games. This unlikely team is working for the Order of Truth to help communities under the influence of the strange and weird effects of Numenera. They may even actually help people if Tiuna and Rylu would agree on something and Hillian would stop pressing buttons on a whim. Pun Times is a collection of limited-run campaigns of smaller TTRPG systems and games. The inaugural game is Slasher from Higher Grounds Games. Mark your calendars and be sure you catch our final session streamed live on the Experience Points Twitch channel on Monday, April 22nd at 8pm Eastern, 5pm Pacific. Don't want to wait that long? You can catch clips from our first two sessions on demand on our Twitch channel in the meantime. And coming at the end of April, the campaign will be released as a monthly podcast. Stay up to date on all three Experience Points Network podcasts at EQ Points on Twitter and on experiencepoints.com. Pardon our dust as Kenny continues updating the website. It looks better every day. Until next time, Adventure Hookers.